Welcome to Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future. I'm your host, Brett Cranson. And I'm your co-host, Omari White. And we're excited to bring you insights from the decades of experience that we've both garnered in the financial services industry. And whether you're just starting out on your financial journey or looking to optimize your existing strategies, our goal is to clarify the world of finance and provide you with practical, actionable advice. And together, we'll explore a wide range of topics that will help you to navigate to your bright financial future. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future. I'm your host, Brett Cranson. And I'm Omari White, and we're thrilled that you join us today. Uh, Brett, what's on our agenda for today's episode? Omari, today we're diving into the topic that I think everyone can relate to, setting and achieving financial goals. We all have the dream and aspiration, but how often do we actually reach them? Uh, the age-old question. You know, it's one thing to say, I want to retire early, or I want to buy a house. It's a whole different ballgame to actually make it happen. Exactly. And that's why today's episode is so crucial. We're going to break down the common pitfalls people face when setting goals. And more importantly, we'll provide actionable steps to help you navigate those challenges. It's not just about the numbers or spreadsheets. It's really about bridging that gap between financial jargon and real world solutions. So we want you to walk away from this episode with a clear roadmap towards upping your financial future. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, Omari. Whether you're a novice in investing, looking to master your budget, or an experienced wealth manager aiming to refine your strategies, this episode is something for everyone. Absolutely right. And remember, folks, the best investment is the one that you make in yourself. So let's get started towards our journey in achieving smart wealth. All right, let's dive right into our first segment, the reality check. Why do most people fall, fail at achieving their financial goals? Omari, what's your take on this? Well, Brett, I think it's multifaceted for sure, but uh, the one big reason or the biggest reason is that the goal setting, really, based on how people set goals or how they think about what they want versus what they need, how they come to that first establishing what that goal is. And uh, there are all types of pressures when people are forming goals, societal pressures, you know, have a home at 30, or I should have a certain amount of investment by this age, you know, like various factors contribute to how people set their goals. And I think that's the first big thing that you need to uh, contend with when you're out moving on with your achieving smart wealth. Uh, yeah. The should trap. It's so easy to fall into that, isn't it? You hear these financial terms thrown around like diversified portfolios, retirement fund, emergency savings, and you think you need to jump on the bandwagon without really understanding what they mean for you personally. Exactly. And I think that this is where a disconnect happens, right? I mean, people set lofty goal without any real clear understanding of how they're going to achieve them. It's like saying you want to run a marathon, but you struggle with running a 5K. Yeah, great analogy, Omari. And it's not about setting unrealistic goals. It's also about the lack of concrete plan. Many people have the end goal in mind, but they don't break it down into actionable steps. They don't ask themselves, what do I need to do today, this week, this month to get closer to my goals? 
And it's planning or lack of planning, exactly, Brett, right? Like, I mean, you're not going to build a house without a blueprint and your financial goals are the same type of approach. Right? Without a plan, you're essentially randomly, aimlessly wandering, uh, with hoping to stumble into success. Yeah, and let's not forget about accountability. It's so easy to set a goal at the beginning of the year and then forget about it as life gets busy. Without regular check-ins and adjustments, even the best laid plans can go away. Absolutely. I mean, accountability is the key lifeblood. It is the key. So whether it's your advisor or your friend or you have apps that allow you to track this as well. So, you know, the accountability piece is a must in order to keep the flames going and to keep steps going towards uh, to keeping you on track. All right. So let's sum it up. The main reason people fall at achieving their financial goals are... Setting goals based on societal pressures rather than personal needs. Lack of concrete plan and actionable steps. And no accountability to keep them on track. You hit the nail right on the head, Brett. And uh, the good news is that all of these issues, real issues, can be addressed with real solutions. And that's exactly what we're going to get into in today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. So stay tuned, folks. In our next segment, we'll introduce you to the smart wealth approach to goal setting a method designed to help you navigate these common pitfalls and set you on the path to financial success. Oh, so I've been waiting for this, Brett. And, you know, it's we're going to offer real solutions to our listeners. So what's the first step in our smart wealth approach? Yeah, the first step is self-awareness. Before you set any financial goals, you need to have a clear understanding of your current financial situation. This means taking stock of your income expenses, debt, and savings. Essentially, you need to know where you are to figure out where you're going to go. Yeah, the financial snapshot, essentially, right? Looking in the, it's like looking in the mirror before you decide on a new hairstyle. You really need to know where you are to create that baseline for uh, any progress. Precisely. And once you have that snapshot, the next step is to align your financial goals with your values and priorities. Ask yourself, what's really important to me? Is it home ownership, early retirement, or perhaps starting a business? Yeah, and that's a crucial point, Brett. I mean, the goals have to be a reflection of you and what you want. We speak about this whole essence of you in the goal setting piece, because really it's not even what your family expects or friends or society. Again, it is only based on your goals, and those will be the best goals that you will bind your actions to as you go through this uh, process of making your plans and doing what the next steps that are involved in your wealth building. Yeah. And that brings us to the third step, setting SMART goals. That's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Instead of saying, I want to save more money, say I want to save $10,000 for a down payment in a house in two years from now. Oh, and I mean, the SMART framework is classic for a reason. It really just, it forces you to be clear, realistic about really what you're aiming for and when you would get there. So it really serves that X to Y by when sort of a concept of how the plan, that's why the plan, that's why SMART has lasted all these centuries of time-tested frameworks, because it really does deliver those plans. Exactly. Now the fourth step is creating a detailed action plan. Break down your goals into smaller, manageable tasks. If your goal is to save $10,000 in two years, 
Figure out how much you need to save each month, each week, or even each day to reach that goal. And don't forget that, I mean, every good plan is going to be hijacked at some point. There will be the obstacles to overcome and we will encounter things that we haven't planned for, the unpredictable. So have that contingency plan and certainly have it in mind that every good plan is going to be challenged. Great point, Omari. Finally, the fifth step in smart wealth approach is regular check-ins and adjustments. Your financial situation won't remain static, so neither should your goals. Make it a habit to review your goals and progress at least quarterly. Yes, and I mean, the financial landscape is like the landscape of life. It's ever-changing. So there's things that are happening, whether jobs or opportunities, unexpected expenses, changes in you know, your family structure like market fluctuations. There's an array of things that will have financial impact and that being able to check in to see how does that have impact on your long and short goals is the value. Absolutely. So to recap, the smart wealth approach to goal setting involves self-awareness, knowing your current situation, aligning goals with values, make your goals personal and meaningful, setting smart goals, be specific and realistic creating a detailed action plan, break it down into manageable tasks, and regular check-ins and adjustments. Stay flexible and adapt as needed. And that's a comprehensive approach, right? I mean, Brett, like it aligns perfectly with our mission here at Smart Wealth. You know, we want to provide practical advice, expert insights that uh, give you actionable steps to your financials, your Smart Wealth, and your financial future. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Omari. So listeners, as you navigate your financial future, remember that the best investment you can make is in yourself. Now let's get into the nitty gritty. Omari, what are some of the top financial goals people commonly set for themselves? Ah, well, I mean, in our experience, you know, Brett, the classics really are retirement, this desired retirement age or date, buying a house for clients in that stage of life, and then really overall financial security and financial flexibility is really what uh, 90% of the people who we talk to uh, have as their goals, their primary goals. Yeah, those are the big three. But here's the kicker. Just because those goals are popular doesn't mean that they're best fit for everyone. Let's start with retirement. Omari, what do the experts say about this? It's a great point, Brett. When it comes to retirement, experts are really the emphasis is not on age per se, 65 or so. It really is What is the financial factor that's going to be able to sustain you in terms of income when you're not working? Like, what is that number, right? And that has been covered. And that is really where, the you know, experts say that's the definition of retirement. Exactly. And that strategy should involve various investment vehicles like RSPs, TFSAs, and even real estate investments. It's about diversifying your portfolio to maximize your returns and minimize your risk. Yeah, and speaking of diversification, let's talk about uh, you know our second popular goal, which is owning a home, buying a home. Well, uh, real estate has been a great investment for decades and uh, probably will remain. It is one of the pillars of creating wealth, but it's not the only path to financial security. And uh, there are many studies that prove that taking that capital and making an alternate investment, whether in the stock market or in a business, could give you a, a bigger wealth result. Yeah, absolutely, Omari. Home ownership isn't for everyone. It shouldn't be entered into lightly. 
there are costs like maintenance, property taxes, and insurance that people often overlook. It's essential to weigh the pros and cons and consider how it fits into your overall financial plan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then the third common goal that we talk about uh, is this financial security, achieving financial security. And sounds a bit vague, but is it? Yeah, it certainly is. Financial security means different things to different people. Some people, it might mean having a six-month emergency fund. Well, for others, it all could mean being debt-free. Experts recommend defining what your financial security means to you and then setting specific goals to achieve them. So, I mean, to sum it up, really, you know, whether it is retirement, buying a home, or financial security, and these big three, they're not the big three for everybody. Your smart wealth and your financial future is yours. So it really matters what goals you have and how this pertains to your goals, which uh, all of these strategies can be applied to. So, I mean, really tailoring it to your unique financial situation is where the rubber meets the road. Well said, Omari. And that's what smart wealth is all about, helping you navigate the complexities of the financial world so you can make informed decisions that align with your values and priorities. Yeah, absolutely, Brett. So listeners, as you think of your financial goals, remember that the path to your smart wealth is your path. There's not a one path for every person. There's one path per person, I guess, is how we want to think of it. Yeah. So, so far, we've uh, talked about why people often fall into financial goals, introduced a smart wealth approach to goal setting, and discuss what people think versus what experts say about top financial goals. Now let's talk about a simple yet powerful tool for smart wealth building, the list factor. Omari, why are lists so important? Uh, lists. I love lists are the unsung heroes of effective anything, effective planning, effective anything, aren't they? I mean, lists help you to organize your thoughts. They help you to unpack your thoughts. They help you to prioritize your thoughts and actions. And more importantly, they give you the framework to keep the decision-making process going, which inherently just makes you a better decision-maker. Absolutely. And when it comes to financial goals, lists can be a game-changer. They can help you explore options you might not have considered otherwise. For example, if your initial goal is to save for retirement, a list might introduce you to other valuable goals like investing in a startup or funding your child's education. Exactly, Brett. And I mean, the list serves as a catalyst almost for you to reevaluate those priorities. Again, now you have them steering at you, These the, the list is. So you can evaluate if something that was a top priority, and now circumstances have changed or information's changed, and now that priority now has changed or that it's changed in priority. That's a very, very helpful thing when you're working uh, decision-making and key decision. Yeah, and it's not just about adding more goals to your list. It's about refining them. A list can help you turn vague goals, like I want to be wealthy, into something specific and actionable, like I want to have a diversified investment portfolio generating a 7% rate of return. Yeah, and that's the magic of specificity too, right? Like it's easier to hit a goal that is highly defined when you know exactly what you're aiming for, right? And let's not forget, it helps you to avoid that trap of out of sight, out of mind, which is a real trap like that. We all can relate to if you don't see it, you don't do it. And the list just gives you this constant reminder, good reference as to really what you're working towards, which is why it's essence of the power of the list. 
Yeah, that's a great point. And lists aren't just for long-term goals. They're excellent for short-term planning as well. Need to save for a down payment? Make a list of ways to cut your expenses or increase your income. Ways to pay off debt? List your debt from highest to lowest interest rates and tackle them accordingly. Yeah, and I mean, the beauty of the list is that it is just dynamic. You know, it can change as things change. So, Brett, you mentioned earlier the financial life changes. And, you know, the list is easy to update and able to reflect those things. And so you really do get to do the next thing that matters towards creating that outcome. Absolutely. And so to sum it up, the list factor can be a powerful tool for smart wealth building because it helps you explore and consider various financial goals. It also allows you to refine and specify your objectives. It also serves as a constant reminder and accountability tool. And it also is dynamic and can be updated in your financial situation changes. Well put, Brett. So listeners, if you haven't already, grab the pen and paper, open your notebook in your phone and start making your financial goals list. It's a simple but powerful, the most important step. And this could be the key to unlocking more of your financial future. Yeah, exactly. And we've been on quite a journey today covering everything from why people fail at financial goals to the power of lists and smart wealth building. Now let's take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Omari, how can lists be useful beyond just financial planning? Well, again, I mean, I think lists are probably the greatest thing, one of the greatest applicants, because it can be applied to anything. You know, Brett, I mean, it is incredible how versatile it is. You know, not just grocery lists or to-do lists, or to don't list. But this can be, you know, virtually applied to all aspects of life. And really, it just informs the decision making so much better than if you didn't have a list that you find that you produce better good decisions if you are a list maker. Absolutely, Omari. And to illustrate this, let's consider a hypothetical scenario. Imagine you had a million dollars to give away to charity. Would you just randomly pick organizations or would you prefer to have a list of options to make a more informed decision? I mean, you definitely would want a list. Like, I mean, decision of that magnitude, it would help you to weigh the pros, weigh the cons, all of the impact that one or the other decision would have and ultimately help you to align your values and goals. So yes to the list. Exactly. And that's the power of lists. They help us make thoughtful decisions, whether it's choosing charities, planning a vacation, or even deciding on a career path. A list provides a structured way to explore options, priorities, and act. And let's not forget the psychological benefits. Again, a list helps you to reduce anxiety because you're getting your thoughts out so that you're making space in your mental capacity and your mind to do other things and to be less cluttered. And that really does help with the control factor. You know, know, what am I going to be doing next to keep this process going to march towards these results? So whether it's a small decision about what you're buying at a grocery store or a big decision, or a complex project, breaking it down into these steps helps the control and the execution and really the success rate. Yeah, and list can serve as a roadmap, guiding us through challenges and helping us focus on what's important. They can also be a great tool for self-reflection, helping us understand our priorities and our values. 
Absolutely. You know, the beauty of lists is that they can be simple. They can be about anything. And a quick checklist or a detailed spreadsheet with macros, it still informs you. The format gives you the best information to make the best decisions and ultimately have the best success. All right. So let's sum this up. The power of lists extends far beyond financial planning. They can help us make informed decisions in various aspects of our life, reduce anxiety and gain sense of control, reflect on our priorities and values, and adapt to a different situation with varying levels of complexity. Well said, Brett. Well said. You know, so listeners, if you're not already a list maker, consider giving it a try. It's a simple tool with endless and powerful applications. And who knows, it just might be the key, one of the keys to getting you to your next level of financial success. It will certainly make you more organized and give you a more fulfilling life. All right, now let's wrap things up with some actionable steps you can take right now to start setting better financial goals. Omari, what should our listeners start with? Great question, Brett. And I mean, the first step to is that financial snapshot we need to have and we talked about this earlier, it's your baseline. Where are you on your macros? Things like your income, expenses, debts, and savings. And then really, you know, once we have once you start there, that's the, the next step is to build where you're going. Decide where you're going and that being personal to you. Yeah, and once you have that snapshot, the next step is create your financial goal list. Use a smart wealth approach to make it specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. Yes, and don't forget that your goals are yours. So let them be very personal and aligned with your values. And really, at that point, that you will be bounded by them just because they're so highly defined and they are yours. It brings real meaning to the work that you're going to do beyond to achieve them. Yeah, great point, Omari. Now, once you have your list, break it down into actionable steps. If your goal is to save $10,000 in two years, figure out how much you need to save each month. Then identify what ways to either cut expenses or increase income to meet that monthly target. And this is why the list factor comes back into play, right? Because it, it will the list factor will help you to identify or at least account for obstacles along the way. And how do these challenges, these unpredictable things, how do we make contingency plans for them? How do we deal with them along the way? Absolutely. And finally, schedule regular check-ins, whether it's weekly, monthly, or quarterly. Make it a habit to review your goals and adjust your plan as needed. So to sum it up, the roadmap to the Smart Wealth program really involves taking that financial snapshot and understanding where you are, right? Creating that baseline so that the measurement of your progress could be based on where you started and really creating that smart goal, financial goal list that really aligns with your values, breaking down the goal into actionable steps, preparing for the obstacles and having a contingency plan that is feasible and that's funded that will help you to smooth those times. And then really the accountability of taking a measure of what you're doing and how far inspecting almost what you expect is what we think of where we have these regular check-ins and we do have the accountability structure that says, okay, we have taken the next step and what is the step beyond that? Well said, Omari. And remember listeners, the journey to financial success is not a sprint, it's a marathon. It takes time, effort, and considerable action. But with the right tools and mindset, 
you can navigate the complex world of finance and make confident decisions of your financial future. I couldn't agree more, Brett. Um, thank you all for joining us for today's episode. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in our next episode. We hope that you found this to be insightful and more importantly, actionable. Like, did you find something that you could do to change your situation from the information we shared? We hope so. And as always, the best investment you make is in yourself. Take the first step today and let's navigate your financial future together. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future. We hope you found our discussion enlightening and feel more equipped to take charge of your financial journey. Indeed, Brett. And remember, every step forward counts, no matter how small. So if you found this episode to be of value, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, share it with your friends, and leave us a review. We're also eager to hear your thoughts, questions, and what financial topics you're interested in for future episodes. Reach out to us on social media. You can find our links in the show notes. As we look forward to navigating your future financial waters, one episode at a time. So until next time, remember, knowledge is the greatest wealth. So keep investing in yourself. Until next time.